Welcome to The Personhood. It's Nat Siagen here, your person, digital mentor, and strategist for the day. Our Passion to Paycheck Creators series explores in-depth conversations with professional creators across the world from different industries and areas of expertise who will share how they were able to turn their passion and projects into a profession and series of paychecks. Are you ready to grow together? Let's go. In today's chat, we're learning from Aubrey, a certified mindset and business coach for ambitious leaders, content creators, coaches, and digital entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business and mindset to the next level from the inside out. She's also an internationally published author and photographer of the book Wonder Love, stocked in anthropology, urban outfitters, and leading bookstores worldwide. After leaving her 9-to-5 job in fashion marketing and a long-term relationship that no longer felt aligned, Aubrey's journey led her to travel solo around the world, creating her wildest dreams of building a freedom-based online business into reality. She's created for tourism boards, airlines, lifestyle brands and leading publications such as Condé Nast Traveller, Cathay Pacific Airways, Panasonic Lumix cameras and Tourism Australia to name a few. Today, she works with ambitious women on their own journey to soul-aligned success through her signature cell formula, training as a subconscious mind reprogramming, meditation and hypnosis practitioner, and transformative business coaching programs that include a unique blend of practical business and content strategy, subconscious mindset mastery, and spirituality. In this episode, we'll be unearthing how we can all be more empowered creators and how to tap into an abundance mindset and create a freedom-based online business from the inside out. Let's crack on. This is Aubrey for The Personhood. Aubrey, I like to start every show with a little cheeky pitch party to give our audience insight into your world and how you started as a creator. Can you hit the rewind button and take it all the way back to the beginning of your nonlinear journey and career? Well, thanks, Nat. Thanks for having me on. It's such a pleasure. And wow, if I was to rewind, okay, and just to like really say it in a really clear and concise way, I was working nine to five in fashion, but I felt this inner spark within myself knowing that I wanted to do more, be more, have more, and really create a freedom-based lifestyle that involved online business, creativity, and working from anywhere in the world, including just cute cafes, you know, where I can have my laptop Mm -hmm. and be tapping away on my laptop. So I started with that, just really being curious about this inner spark that was inside of me and slowly taking the steps to building that into my reality, which is right now, and having this successful online business and creative career. But really starting from there, first and foremost, having this inner spark within myself and knowing that I had to follow it because if I didn't, then I wouldn't really experience life and Mm. evolve to the person that I am today. So yeah, rewinding to the very beginning. (laughs) Yeah, because like we met so many, so many years ago and I've watched, you know, the love assembly and you as a person really evolve and, you know, you've gone from having this community, the love assembly to writing a book 
called Wonder Love, which is incredible. And, you know, you've really kind of paved that way in building a business that is very freedom-based and is very quite conscious in itself. Tell me more about what kind of person did you need to become to, you know, to write a book, to leave your nine to five? Yeah. So this is a really interesting one because as I mentioned, in terms of like this feeling that I had within myself and it was this inner spark, I like to call it that inner spark because if you can relate to this, it's like something inside of yourself that's just telling you, oh, I want to do this. I'm inspired by this. I'm really interested in going down this path. And so when it comes to that, the second thing that comes into our mind as human beings is generally the conscious mind where we say, oh, I could never do that. Or, oh, Mm. like she's already doing that or he's already doing that really well. And I don't know if I could start that. And our fears start to come in, imposter syndrome, and just all of the things that sort of give us that understanding that we can't do it, that we're not enough, and that we don't believe in ourselves. And so the person that I feel like I really need to be needed to be to really take that leap was a curious person, someone who could replace fear with curiosity and a courageous person, because this path Mm. isn't for everyone. It's a very, I guess on the outside, it could be seen as very glamorous and like amazing and cool and, you know, filled with so many beautiful things, which it is. It's such a rewarding position to be in. But at the same time, there's work that has to be put into not just your inner world, but your outer world. So the action steps, yes, of course, but also the work that goes on within, which is what I like to focus purely on now, because I see it as really being a harmony of the two working side by side to create Mm -hmm. solar line success. Mm. And like, I think what you said, you know, that inner work is so important because you're right. This path isn't for everyone. Just even speaking from personal experience, like the last eight years, I've gone in and out of like this corporate land, you know, bullshit. And I was like, (laughs) is is this like, I don't know if you even remember in London, I had that like really intense tech Mm -hmm. startup job. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, there was a lot of imposter syndrome at play to the point where I was like, you know, I'm going to fail at this job and ended up resigning before even, you know, going through with it. And I think that was the first time in my career journey where I really thought about this inner voice in my head that was actually my mindset is not as strong as I thought it was. What kind of mindset does it take to actually you know manifest the freedom-based business like the love assembly and you yeah so this is very all-encompassing I would say because when it comes to the different stages or the different phases in really first and foremost taking the leap to do something Mm. that you really want to do and then actually taking the steps to do the action but clear the resistance that comes along in the way. A lot of my clients are driven, ambitious. They are ready to take action. But then they find that along the way, some sort of resistance comes up, some sort of block comes up that they can't really understand in a way because they feel like they're taking all the action steps. So in terms of, I guess, 
when it came to attracting my book, it was really taking the steps as if you were already living and breathing in that reality. So when it comes to manifestation, I always like to start with understanding the law of polarity, which is one of the universal principles. So it's understanding that every given situation has two sides to the coin. So you have the good and the bad, you have the light and dark, you have the yin and yang. And first, we need to be accepting, acknowledging and understanding that there are always going to be two sides. So if it is, okay, I want to grow my audience and grow my business, this is an amazing thing. The pro with that is, yeah, I could reach more people, I could help more people, and I can make money along the way. But then the cons with that is like, okay, if I'm building this online business and followership, there may be negative comments that would come in, or there may be people who try to hack my Instagram account, which I've had recently done to me and and replicate you and pretend to be you. And so there are always going to be two sides, but it's up to us to really become aware of it, acknowledge it and understand it, and then be grateful that all of those things are encompassed in the whole thing of what we want to achieve. And when we can understand that first and foremost, then when we have resistance along the way, we know that we can move through that, whatever that is, because Mm. it's different for everyone. And so that's the first step when I talk about, I guess, my manifestation process. But then when it comes to creating and attracting, it's about being in the energy before you become. I always like to say that being in the end before you become, because I've received advice out there and I've heard it a lot before of acting as if, you know, like, or faking it till you make it. I never necessarily resonated with that. I resonated more with being, being in the energy of, all right, I want to be a travel photographer who's getting paid to create content all around the world. Okay. I Mm. want to have a business where I get to wake up at 10 a.m. and start my mornings late. Being in an energy where you're in the identity of someone who is already living and breathing that and then letting the action steps follow. I could say that when I was living in Melbourne and at the time I wanted to create this reality where I was a travel photographer, a travel blogger, and already working with brands, photographing around the world and getting paid to create. I literally made a spreadsheet. (laughs) I made a spreadsheet (laughs) to be in the energy of curiosity, of aliveness, of inspiration, and then set a place, whether that was a new neighborhood, a new state, a new country, to be able to be in that energy of, yes, when I am creating around the world, I'm going to feel inspired. I'm going to feel creative. Mm. I'm going to feel alive. And this sort of like, you know, creation sort of energy. And so Mm. allowing yourself to feel into those energies right now, first identifying what those feelings and emotions would be like, and then bringing that into now, the present moment, so that you're Mm. being that energy until you eventually become. Wow. I get, yeah, that, that's very incredibly powerful. I'm like trying to, you know, process that, Mm. but it's, it sounds like there's a lot we can do with manifestation and particularly, you know, the law of polarity, 
But a lot of it is also around taking action as a person and really believing and feeling into that energy that you are already that person and it's in, you know, in reach. Question, Mm -hmm. you obviously work with a lot of, you know, creators and people one-on-one. If you're comfortable in discussing, what are some of these self-limiting beliefs that people kind of come to you and you know, really there's a lot of resistance going on and they want to take that action, but they're not sure how. A lot of the clients that come to me, I would say that the main forms of resistance that come up are imposter syndrome. So Mm -hmm. really not believing in themselves and the skills or talents that they have. Fears, so fears of showing up as their true self, sharing their voice, going online and actually talking about something they're really passionate about because they feel like, oh, my family and my friends follow me and I'm a little bit embarrassed to talk about this and what they will think. So fears, whether that's fear of showing up, sharing your voice, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, and then also the resistance of money. So Mm -hmm. charging for your services and charging an amount that is aligned with who you are, your skills and your talents, but also what you perceive is value or is worthy for the work that you're doing. So it's mainly those three things. Um, And it's breaking through that through a lot of inner work, a lot of action steps, but it's a, a lot to do with what's inside, which I like to call is like your inner world work. Could you tell me more about this inner world work and what is that, you know, are there any prompts that we can ask ourselves or questions to kind of, you know, really question that inner self? Yeah. So I have four main questions that I actually asked myself at the beginning of this journey. And that has actually inspired me to create my signature self formula. And I have that in a journal book, which you can download at theloveassembly.com slash self. So those are four main questions that you can ask yourself that tap into what you truly want, what you truly want to create in this life, whether that's through a business, your career, or in a relationship. And it really dives into you going back to your inner child, what you found fascinating or interesting when you were a child, and what sort of resistance has come up when you think about it next. So one of the main questions is if you were to create anything as a business and get paid to do what you love, what would that be? And just Mm. let it flow. The whole point of journaling when I give this to my clients as well is to set the intention that you're going to be truthful because quite often we may edit ourselves, even when it comes to our journaling practice. So it's really about being truthful and honest and just allowing the words to flow and noticing and reflecting and reviewing after that. Like, what do you feel after in terms of the resistance and the thoughts that come in after? If I could answer that question, it'd be like, I really wanted to be a creative person who is an illustrator or something like that and, you know, would draw different portraits of people that I absolutely loved all around the world. And then 
sort of reflect on that. It's like, okay, that's what I wanted to do as I was a child. I have these skills that are amazing in illustration. And then what are the thoughts that follow? Oh, I don't know if I could do it. Mm. I don't have enough of a following to be able to do it. I can't mm. share because people will think, you know, who is she to share that? So it's really tuning into that and then accepting everything that's coming up and being aware of those things that are coming up so that you can break through them because that's the first step, becoming aware of what is the resistance that comes up. And this can show up in so many different ways. I really get my clients to have a pocket journal because throughout the day it can show up through different triggers. It could show up when you're scrolling on Instagram and, you know, you see someone maybe hitting a milestone or achieving something that you're like, oh, that's like amazing. Or you could feel this like sort of jealousy or resentment. Mm -hmm. that. And then people often say, okay, then just unfollow that person. But for me, it's more of let's dive deeper into that. Let's see where this jealousy is coming from. And most of the time it comes from you having something inside of yourself that you actually want to achieve and that's there living inside of you, but you're not giving yourself that chance to actually make it into reality, into this mm. right now. So your jealousy is that sort of emotion that comes up is because you want to do that. And so if you can travel deeper into that and figure out the root of it, then we can work on actually making that and taking action steps to switch that and transmute that into something that's of inspiration instead of being jealous, being inspired that you can do that too. You can take action that's more in alignment with you. Wow. It really is like mindset is such a process. Like mm. even the way that you've kind of stepped that out, you know, from journaling and holding a pocket journal to being even aware of your thoughts and what's coming up and triggering you. And it's going to feel really uncomfortable. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard, but it's like, how do you move from this default thinking mindset to that more conscious, deliberate thinking? And I think that's really interesting. It's a fucking process. <laughs> yeah. Almost every day, right? Like we operate every day. Our thoughts and feelings and emotions and behavior, like it creates our reality, this world that we live in and the current reality that we're living. And so it's a process and it's a process that is every single day. And so mm -hmm. to be consciously aware of it is work. It mm -hmm. is. But when you can get into the habit of it and when you set those intentions and boundaries and know that every given moment I am creating this. Like, you know, having this podcast interview right now, I remember when I used to procrastinate. And when we procrastinate, it's like there's something behind that procrastination, whether it's fear, mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, or just not believing that we can do it. I pick this up within myself of I used to procrastinate. And even if I had, say, for example, like half an hour in between a meeting or something like that, I would procrastinate and just be like, okay, I'll just hang around and do whatever. But if I can catch myself in that moment 
and say, all right, I've got 30 minutes right now. What can I get done in 30 minutes? That's probably a little thing, or maybe it's a bigger task that I can chip away at. I have this 30 minutes to take action right now. What is that? Instead of procrastinating within that 30 minutes and saying, I only have 30 minutes. Oh, I can't get this done. Let me just push it back, you know? And so becoming really consciously aware of any given moment where you can catch yourself and be like, right, I've got this 30 minutes in this day today. What can I get done before this meeting that's starting? And so becoming aware so that you can snap out of it and take an action step, whether it's Mm -hmm. something really big or something really small. What is, it's really interesting because even this 30 minutes of action and how to not procrastinate, what are some of your other kind of day-to-day routines or techniques that you have in play that gets you into this really strong mindset because you're a business owner, you're a coach, there's a lot of energy being exchanged. So you have to obviously protect yourself and your boundaries. So yeah, what does your day in the day of Aubrey look like? (laughs) Yeah. So I like to have mornings. I like to say that I meet myself every morning before I meet others. And when I say that, it's because i practice meditation. And so I'm a meditation teacher, but I've been practicing meditation since I would say it first really began when I was 14 years old. So really young as a teenager, but then really diving deep into it when I went to a retreat called Vipassana, where it's like you do 10 days of silent meditation where you have no phones, no reading, no writing, and it's just pure silence from 4 a.m. to around 9 p.m. at night. And so it's 10 days of silence of you and your thoughts, of you really mastering your mind. And so every morning I meditate, I meet myself to set myself up for the day to know what I'm focusing on and to make sure that I'm in a good state at the start of the day, at the start of every single day. And my morning practices are really intentional in a way that if I'm going through something particular, let's say it's something that I'm working on and I need pure focus on that, or if it's a meeting or interviews that I need to be, you know, speaking for and presenting for, it really depends on each day to day. But that morning practice of meditation is a huge part of becoming still and meeting myself first at the beginning of the day. Because you're right. Like this does take a lot of energy. And as an empath, I've learned to really protect my energy, but also hone in on that so that I could be giving my best self to everything that I'm doing. So that's a big one for me because it centers me and it really gets me in the right zone. And then throughout the day as well, I have different practices to do with my body. So really getting that energy up, whether that is dancing or sort of moving my body. I do yoga and reformer and I like to do boxing as well. I like to ask myself in the mornings, like, what is it that I need today? Mm -hmm. Um, And then throughout the day, if I'm feeling some sort of resistance, then I love the practice of EFT tapping, which is called emotional freedom technique. So Mm -hmm. tapping on meridian points on your body and saying certain affirmations. So yeah, those are the tools that I love to use. 
but mornings, yeah, mornings are a big one for me because it's really getting in tune with who you are, what you're here to do and stepping into that identity every single day. Yeah. Morning rituals are so important and, you know, how you kind of show up for yourself and meditation and really being intentional with your day. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's really valuable. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about how the role of your subconscious and conscious mind, and particularly as an empowered creator, which you are and the clients that you work with, and how you were able to kind of create the business opportunities of your wildest dreams, and also diving a little bit deeper into that conversation around money, you know, because obviously that's the gateway to unlocking the freedom as well. And money is such a core part of our mindset. I know it's something that I really struggle with growing up, you know, this having a really strong mindset around money. So yeah, I'd love to hear it in your perspective. So let's start with the subconscious mind, right? The subconscious is a powerful part of our mind that is pretty much running the show. So it's 95% of your mind. And I like to pause there because 95% wow. of our mind, like put your hands on your head, that Ooh. is huge. <laughs> and so it's the part of your mind that it's not currently in focal awareness, but it stores every bit of information. So I like to explain it as either two analogies, a computer or a garden. Let's go with computer because we're all working on our laptops. And it's our hard drive. It's the filing system. The subconscious mind is really a data bank for everything that stores your beliefs, your previous experiences, your memories, your skills, everything that you have seen, done, or thought about. It's stored in your subconscious mind. So that's huge when it comes to creating your reality, creating mm. everything, taking action, because we're not consciously aware of the things that we're doing because they've become a habit. So when you think about it, you wake up, you know, and then you can go to the bathroom and brush your teeth because that's already in your subconscious mind. Hygiene, I need to go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. And so when it comes to reprogramming or setting these intentions of, all right, how do I reprogram my subconscious or how can I tap into that? Because to become an empowered creator, I like to share the trajectory of the journey of self-awareness. It starts with our beliefs. Our beliefs turn into thoughts. Our thoughts turn into emotions and feelings. Those emotions and feelings turn into behavior. That behavior essentially turns into your results, the current reality that you are living in right here, right now. And so this is the journey that I take my empowered creator clients through in my course, empowered creator. But you may be thinking, okay, so it starts from your beliefs. Where do I find my beliefs? How do I know what my beliefs are? They're stored in your subconscious because between the ages of zero to seven, that's how your subconscious beliefs were formed. Because as a child, between the ages of zero to seven, our brain waves are in theta state, which is a state of our mind where we think everything is right. So I have nieces and nephews at the moment, and they're between that age state. Their brains are not consciously formed yet. 
because everything is right for them as a child, you know. Mm. Your beliefs are formed between these ages because you are around these caretakers, whether you have parents or, you know, you were raised by your grandparents, whoever you were brought up with, that's the people that you're getting your beliefs from, what they believe about the world. So if you think about money, say, for example, what are your beliefs about money? Asking yourself really, what are your beliefs about money? Because your beliefs are how you see yourself and how you see the world. So when you can tap back into your childhood and how you were raised as a child to handle money, talk about money, or even just interact with money, really taking note of that. And so this involves, you know, maybe you lived in a household where your parents were always fighting about money because they never had enough of it. Or maybe you were in a household where you were at the grocery store and every time you did the groceries, your parents would say, okay, you can only get the things that are on sale with the yellow tag. Okay, that's all stored in your subconscious. And these Mm. are all beliefs as you were growing up that you take on with you. Because if you were raised in an environment that had an abundance of money, who was overflowing with money, then your subconscious, your mind will really have stored in there that, okay, there's an abundance of money. I always have enough money. But if you grew up in an environment where it was tight on money, then that's what is formed in your beliefs that are stored in your subconscious. And so when it comes to money mindset, it's really becoming aware of that first and foremost. Like what are the beliefs that I have around money? Is it hard for me to earn money? Did I have to work a lot or do my chores around the house in order to be rewarded? And so that's going to play into your mind as well of, okay, I have to work hard to earn money. And then you can see further down the line when you're creating a business as a creator, online entrepreneur, that maybe these things trickle into how you're operating at the moment. So a big one when it comes to money mindset is really what are your thoughts around money? Is it hard to make? Do you Mm. you have enough? Or Mm. you feel like, no, there's an abundance of money that's happening all around me and I can tune into that and receive it with open arms. Do I feel scared about money because it was talked about in an aggressive kind of way when I was growing up? So you can really tune into that when you ask yourself these questions and pick it up along the way as well. If you're paying for something, do you feel this sort of constrictive like energy, like, oh, I won't get that back or this is you know, going away and I'm spending this money? Or do you spend in a way that's like, oh, yeah, that's going to come back to me anyway. And sort of, you know, certain that money flows all around me. And so it's a big part of money mindset work and having awareness of these beliefs and then becoming aware of how it shows up in your life day to day right now when you're building a business. Mm. So I hope that sort of gives a like a, an understanding of how powerful your subconscious is, the beliefs that you hold around yourself, but also around the world and money and and business and opportunities. Hey peeps, if you're still here, we bloody appreciate you. Did you know we offer one-on-one creator mentorship, fun brand clarity, social media and content workshops, 
career coaching and digital products, including some freebies. Head over to www.thepersonhood.com to learn more and don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Yeah, wow. 90, I'm still hung up on the fact that 95% is all subconscious. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so if you think about it, like, it's running the show. You're on autopilot. And it's not currently in focal awareness because, say, for example, we could talk about, all right, like, I remember going to a party, you know, when I was in sixth grade and you were wearing this and this is where it was at, like, You can talk about those things and you can tune back into those things because they're stored in your subconscious, but it's not in current focal awareness right now. So when it comes to building a business, sharing your voice online, charging for your products or services, it's all going to come into play into this because when you tune into your money beliefs or anything that is to do with showing up online and sharing your voice, then it's a holistic approach to building a business and soul aligned success in terms of something that's freedom-based, something that's a passion that you actually love to do and being rewarded for that. A lot of clients can can feel like, oh, you know, I'm not going to charge for this because I can't. This is what I love to do. But you can. Who says that you can't? And Mm -hmm. that's when we tap into self-worth and really feeling worthy to receive the money that can come your way. Yeah. It's so powerful though. I've I've noticed, you know, just even in this conversation, the power of language, particularly the power mm. of language and the words that you, you know, these affirmations almost and how the simplicity of even just saying, I always have money, mm. you know, money flows around me is a different, like you tap into this, like it's an abundance thing. Whereas, Mm. you know, just now that I'm kind of going back a little bit, I'm like, I grew up in an environment where internally I was like, oh, I'd never have enough money. Mm. So there was a lot of work that needed to be done to shift that. But yeah, I think there's so much power in words, affirmations, and, you know, that believing in your self-worth and what you can give to the world I don't know about you, but a lot of creators kind of, you know, like you said, undervalue themselves or undercharge, misrepresented. So it's really important to, you know, the work that you're doing is so important in really helping people see, you know, what are these belief systems and really seeing them, you know, their worth. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think an empowered creator, like, that's incredible. And that's the reason why I also focused in this direction because I noticed that, okay, people wanted the action steps and I could give them that, but someone with a completely different mindset would take those action steps and either one, feel like, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. So I won't do that. Or be in the mindset of, oh, I don't know how to do that, but I'm keen to figure out how. And that is the difference between someone who's going to actually take that step and someone who isn't. And so when it comes to building a business online and making money online, it really is about your beliefs at the end of the day and 
tuning into what is a mindset that is successful and how can I adopt that, not just into my mind, but into my body, my whole entire being so I can stand up taller, talk about my products and services with confidence and with ease and actually be so cemented in this is how much I charge because this is the value that I provide. And Mm -hmm. I noticed time and time again that a lot of creators were undercharging or not even charging at all because they feel like it should be for free when, yes, there is a time and place to do that. But eventually down the line, if you're creating a business and you want to have this freedom-based lifestyle, the money mindset work and knowing that this is so important into building something that's profitable as well has to be abundant and has to be so clear and knowing of the value. So that's why I decided to go down this direction of, yes, helping with the action steps, but a lot of it is ends up being mindset work, subconscious work, and reprogramming that so the action steps can be taken in a confident way. Mm. Do you believe success is an inside job? I like to see it as a balance because mm-hmm. I believe that we're here on earth to take action and there's things that we can do that require actually doing. But then I also believe in another realm that things can be done without us. So I really see it's a bridge between the two. The action steps are a bridge between us here in the physical world and then the spiritual realm where beautiful things happen, miracles happen every single day. And so success is a dance, I think, between the two. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. You know, especially I know that you work with ambitious leaders, content creators, coaches, digital entrepreneurs, and you really help them go from the next level, from the inside out. And I imagine that that's something that you have to adopt with so many of your kind of different, you know, businesses. How did you, like, did these ideas just kind of come to you and you were already in a position where you were leveling up or is it always this kind of mindset shift that happens every time as you level up? Yeah, I would see it as me really backtracking what I had done because When it came to my journey, I didn't think that I would be in this position of, you know, coaching. I didn't even know this existed, really. (laughs) Like, it's such an incredible and rewarding role to be in. But it came naturally because at the beginning of my career, I remember receiving advice, like wanting to find out, how do you do this? Like, how do you Mm -hmm. do the things, you know, anything And the the advice that I would get is just do it. Like, yeah, Nike, just do it. And I'm like, yes, but how? (laughs) Like, you know, and so I was really in the position to work it out for myself because I didn't have a friendship group who were doing things and, you know, creating online and building a business. I don't come from an entrepreneurial family who have businesses. And so for me to tune into that, was to become curious and to replace my fear with curiosity as to, 
okay, what am I creating? What am I experimenting with? And let's see where that takes me, following what felt good to me. And that comes with even traveling solo, going to destinations. Even though I felt that fear, it's like, right, let's replace that. What can happen? And being curious about that. And so at the beginning of my career and really taking those steps, it was about curiosity. It was about tuning into what I wanted and what I wanted to create. So I really put that back in my clients now because we can be so conditioned to thinking, no, you can't do that, or no, that's not right for you, or you can't achieve that. And so when you can dream without limits and I give my clients permission to dream big, there is ways around what you're wanting to create because these things were delivered to you for a reason. They're so deliberate to you. If you think about it, step out for a second of your current, you know, awareness, the people that you follow, your friendship group, those things are delivered for you and you only. I don't have these aspirations to be in politics I don't have these aspirations to become, you know, a soccer player. Like that's for someone else. And so when we can really understand that these are deliberately for us, mm. it's our job to bring it into reality. Because when we're in a state of, oh, she's already doing, or oh, that person's already doing, it's because you're in this world of, you know, your industry. But when you step outside of that, there are so many other people who don't know what that is, who are looking to do that. And it's about you inspiring and creating that into reality. And so I said mm -hmm. to myself at the beginning, I always said to myself, if I was to create something and be successful at it and achieve these things, I made a pact to myself that I would give back, give back to people who are along the journey because it can be hard. It can be lonely it can be frustrating. And I felt all of those things before. So if I can make it just a little bit easier, then it's going to be worth it for me. And that's what mm -hmm. makes it rewarding. I feel knowing you and knowing what you've done, you've always come from a place of purpose. I feel like you have a really strong understanding of what you value, you know, your belief system. And when that's at your core, building these businesses, connecting with people, traveling, like it makes it easier to make these decisions almost. Oh, yeah, you become unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. I would say that because like if you don't, then you can be swayed in so many different directions mm. because there's so many things to do. But if you're not solid on that from the very beginning of what you value and what your intention is and what your purpose is, then you will end up going in so many different directions instead of taking that aligned action towards what will bring you fulfillment, not what mm. will bring your parents' fulfillment, not your friends, not anyone else, but you, because this is your life. So having that intention, that purpose and those values really cemented from the beginning is something that I worked on at the very beginning. So I knew what direction I would go in, but also something that I work with in my clients because I'm, you know, you could be surprised that you see something and you're like, oh, I want to do that. It's like, yes, but is it aligned though? Like let's, let's tune back in and go in that direction because 
direction is more important than speed, right? And I think as well, like if you have this vision, have the courage to stick to it because it's going to be tested when you, you know, I'm sure with the Love Assembly and now coaching, you know, you've probably been tested many times where, you know, that that self-doubt creeps in or that fear, but the vision is so strong that you keep going and you just have the courage and the belief to just go for your wildest dreams, really. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I truly believe in that because if you don't, then you will give up and Mm. then you think about, okay, what will I do then? For me, it's like life is meant to be lived, like, and lived in joy, pleasure, happiness. And when you think about, I guess, hustling and really being in that constrictive energy and not having fun along the way it's like then what's the point like what's the point Mm. point in that because yeah you can perhaps reach that goal but then you'll look back and be like oh but did I have fun along the way or some clients even you know if they create something and it's successful and everything but it's not something that lights them up and it's not fun for them anymore they tend to resent that they resent their business and then don't want to work on it anymore. So it needs to be that fine balance of, yes, I am having fun. This is, you know, my passion. This is what I'm great at. And this feels good for me. And I'm also receiving an abundance of money for doing work that I love to do that's valuable and giving back to the world. And that's like a beautiful holistic approach to designing a life that you love, creating a business and building something of your wildest dreams, I would say. Mm. Do you feel, particularly with passion, is that something that you've developed as, you know, or did you kind of grow up and you were like, I'm really passionate about travel, I love writing, or was it more something that, you know, as, as you travelled more, as you started to write more, you were like, actually... I'm really passionate about this. I'm actually going to take action and, you know, start a blog or pitch to publishers. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, So I would say that I've been a very creative person and seen that as my passion from the very beginning. So anything creative I was into. So whether it be fashion, whether it be drawing, whether it be styling and taking photos, starting a blog, it was all installed into me, I would say, as a very creative person and very passionate person. When it comes to, I guess, my blog and like my book, I actually received that book deal right after I went on my solo trip to South America for three months. Wow. Yeah, so I've really seen myself as a very passionate person and I guess like creative person from the very beginning. I just remember being in love with, yeah, styling, fashion, creativity and photography and studying these topics in school. But I think the main thing for me is taking steps to create things, even if it's just for the love of it. So if you're not getting paid for it, even just yet, those are the things that you absolutely love to do and see yourself creating a business out of. So when it came to, I guess, my book for Wonder Love, I received that book deal 
right after I returned back from traveling to South America solo for three months. And so that had always been on my vision board. I created a vision board when I started my blog and the number one thing when it came to a book deal was this post-it note that I had written on there. So I have this in a masterclass where I show my vision board of traveling around the world, taking photos, styling and creating along the way. And then on my vision board, I had a post-it note that said best-selling author. I didn't know how I was going to make that a reality. I didn't know how at the time. I just knew that I wanted to publish a book. And so taking action steps along the way really came in the form of taking photos, creating, you know, beautiful imagery, styling and going to different destinations around the world. And then once I returned back from that solo trip to South America, I went for a job that was for Rio de Janeiro, so the Olympics. At the time, I had broken up with my partner that I was with in Melbourne. My lease was ending for my apartment that I was at. And I was being flown to Brazil to do a job for three days. So I took everything as a sign to just pack up and go because yep. my lease was ending, my relationship was ending at the time, and I was flying like over 24 hours to go to a place to only stay for a weekend. And I was like, this is a sign to just is, yep. travel solo. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, travel solo. And I really believe that it was within that time that going back to the law of polarity, like understanding that there are both sides to any given situation. So I had been so used to traveling for work, having an itinerary from the crack of dawn to, you know, late at night, because when you are on travel photography campaigns, you know, it's great. It's an amazing experience to explore the world, but you are waking up early to take photos. You are going on these trips to create content and make the destination look beautiful. And these are all things that I love to do. But then you're working way into the night, editing photos, having meetings with people from the board and having beautiful, lavish dinners and everything, not complaining. It's an incredible experience and job to be on. But I felt that I was missing that true sense of travel, you know, that mm. sense of travel that's like serendipitous and you can meet anyone and do anything and, and nothing is planned. And so when I did get that trip to Rio, I made a plan to travel around South America solo without any plans at all. And it was stressful. <laughs> it oh was. Oh my God. I probably, can imagine. Yeah. Not the best thing in terms of like, you know, not booking accommodation and landing into Peru at like 9 p.m. at night. But there are things that tested me along the way. There are experiences that I would never take back because I learned so much about myself and the person that I could be. And so when it came to returning back to Australia and receiving that book deal, it was a beautiful blend of like, you've experienced this lavish, luxurious, creative travel, and you took the initiative to also know how it's like to be in a hostel, know how it's like to carry your own bags as a woman and all of these different things that incorporated into everything. And so 
when I returned back and they asked me to publish a photography book, a travel photography book, I was like, I have so much to say. I (laughs) cannot just do a beautiful photos and show you around the world through visuals. I need to share about the travel philosophy of traveling mindfully, curiously, creatively. And that's how it came to be Wonderlove and talking about these tips along the way of your inner world and who you actually mm. become as a person and as a young woman. Oh, I love that story so much. Like mm. How many, where, where are all of your books? Is it, it's global, isn't it? Yeah. So it was amazing to be stocked in like my dream stockers, like anthropology and urban outfitters and all bookstores worldwide. And to see that come into life and to also go to London and go into like urban outfitters and anthropology was like, is this real life? Like, (laughs) and it's the process of that, like having that come to life and knowing that if an ordinary girl from Australia can do it, so can anyone else who mm. wants to build their dreams. And even if you are wondering how, it's like the next step will come as soon as you tune into what is it? What actually is it that you want to create? And then taking those steps along the way. Mm. So as we kind of wrap up, what is one thing we can all do to be more empowered as creators? Oh, good question. I really believe that we all have the answers within. And as a coach, as a teacher, as an educator, it's me really believing in you and seeing you in your highest potential so that you can see yourself in that and step into that identity. So it's really about you tuning into yourself, into your intuitive guidance. And, you know, that could kind of be annoying to hear because you're like I just want the answers like give me the answers but you do you know it you just have to listen we're always receiving it you just have to listen and actually accept that that's for you because most of the time we like to think oh it's not you know like that's just stupid or I could never do that listen and accept it so tune into that intuitive guidance you're always receiving it open up and accept that that is truly meant for you. Oh, some powerful words of wisdom. Honestly, your your voice is such a gift and everything that you're doing is just so needed within this community. So thank you so much. You know, just sharing your knowledge and insights and wisdom. We like to end the show by asking every creator the same eight quick fire questions just for us to wind down and have a little bit of fun. So first question is, what is your personal superpower? My personal superpower, I would say it is my empathic nature. I agree. Okay, who is your greatest inspiration in life for your creations? Can be person or creator? Biggest inspiration? Oh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. (laughs) Um, I would say... This is probably pretty cliche, but I would say first my mum because she came from, you know, a third world country from the Philippines and really made her dreams come true in moving to a new country, starting a life and building a house, which was her dreams because from at a young age, you know, their houses would 
get rained on and then leak inside their homes. And so her biggest dream was to move to a country and have a house, build a house where her children can be free but not have to wear shoes at home because the rain won't pour in. And that for me is like a big thing because it no, it tells me that, yes, those were her dreams and she's built this for me so that I can fulfill my dreams that are bigger as well. And so my mom, but then also creatively, I would say I really love Elizabeth Gilbert and her writing, and of course, her movies and just her energy. Amazing. What was your first paycheck and the job you were doing versus your latest paycheck and the job you're doing now? Oh, okay. I wish I could go back to my my <laughs> my accounts, like my invoicing system, because I don't know at the top of my head. The first paycheck, if it came to like my business wise, I just would- even like your very first job, like oh my very first job and the um, very first paycheck. Wow. If I was to go back, my first job, my paycheck was, I would say it would be like $100 or something working with my mom doing accounting. Yeah. So exciting. (laughs) So, so exciting. (laughs) Um, And then my latest paycheck, I know from checking my accounts actually, because I'm launching a course at the moment was it's 555. So 555 USD um, wow. and then 177. So they, they come in like increments because I, mm. I have um, payment plans, but also full payments. So yeah. Awesome. And that was from coaching and your business now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great. What's the most valuable investment you've made under $1,000 that benefits your personal and professional life can be time, energy, or money. Most valuable under a thousand dollars for me would be my experience of the 10 days in Vipassana, which was the meditation retreat. And that didn't cost wow. a thing in terms of monetary value, currency, but it did take my time. And that I believe has set me up with such a strong mindset to be able to keep moving forward and tune into myself. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Best book you've ever read that truly made you think differently? Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I think if you're in the entrepreneurial world, this book would have made your way into your sort of hands and into your world because it's the way that opened up new doors for me to know that Mm. I can not just work four hours a week, but get paid to do what I love, get paid online, create a business and know that it's from purely your passion and what you're interested in. Mm, I love Tim Ferriss. He was the one who ignited this whole model of like, you know, becoming a digital nomad and how to not hack the system, but how to actually create (laughs) and design your life in that way. Not Um, hack the system, but hack the system. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Same. It was a very long time ago, but it's like, yeah, it's changed so many things and has made me build what I wanted to build today. Mm. Okay, nearly there. Name one song that gets you hyped. 
Oh, the one song that has getting me hyped recently is by Big Wild. So Big Wild either Awaken or I don't know the name of the song, but it's one I use for my empowered creator because it's it tunes into to something ethereal, something that is bigger than you. And my work is more than just action steps. It's really believing in a higher power and that everything is working in your favor. So it's very, yeah, it's very ethereal and it makes you mm. feel things. Like it makes ooh, your ooh. skin have goosebumps. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to listen to this. Okay. What's the worst piece of advice someone's ever given you? I would say it's what I mentioned at the beginning of faking it till you make it. I've heard that a lot. Mm but I resonate more with the being until you become because we don't need to fake anything to get what we want. We can already be in that energy and tap into the identity of who we truly are to eventually become. Okay, and final question. What is the best piece of advice you would give to a young creator or founder who is just starting on their journey? Ah, I like to think of like, baby Aubrey, like when I'm giving advice, because that's my sort of target market. I would say, know thyself. Socrates, ancient Greek philosophy, just so into that. So know thyself and know who you are and have the courage to take steps along the way. Because there is that quote that I love as well, that if you really want something, then you'll find a way. And if you don't, you'll find an excuse. So find a way. There is always a way. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom. We've learned so much, particularly around, you know, that inner spark and how to really harness that and taking action. So thank you so much, Aubrey, for your time. And yeah, can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks, Nat. Pleasure. What is next? Ah. Yeah. Next, that is coming up. So I'm expanding on my product suite and my coaching services. So I do have my signature program, which is called Empowered Creator. And this is subconscious mindset and manifestation mastery to get out of your own way, move through the resistance and trust yourself to create the life that you really want. And I'm adding a library of hypnosis and meditations into there so you can really tap into your subconscious, which I'm so excited about. And then I also have my Wonder Love Club Mastermind, which is super exciting because it's a high-level 12-week business accelerator to build and scale your online product and service-based business to consistent 5 to 10K months. So this is going to be for creators and early-stage entrepreneurs who are ready to make money doing work that they love with the combination of practical business strategy, subconscious mindset mastery, and manifestation. So that's what's next, and I'm so excited about it. Wow, I can't wait to see it all. That sounds super exciting. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Thanks, Nan. Friends of the internet, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this app and you want to support us, please share it with other creators or leave us a rating and review. To stay up to date, you can follow me on Instagram at nat.asia and our community at The Personhood. 
see you next time.